0: Welcome to Passion Unlimited Podcast. I am your host, psychotherapist, author, and founder of Fearless Love, Gianni Adamo. Today, in honor of the audiobook release, we are kicking off season four. It is titled, From Love Trauma to Fearless Love, just like the book. And in this season, I will be discussing toxic relationships, traits of a narcissist. Signs of PTSD and trauma, how to manage grief, what is sexual consent, and of course, for those of you who have been following me, this um, these are just some of the topics that my book covers. And by the way, my book is an Amazon bestselling book. Um, and of course, through this podcast, just like in the book, I bring you the tips and strategies to help you to survive, recover, and thrive. So, the audiobook is titled the same as the book, From Love Trauma to Fearless Love, and it is available for pre order right now. It will be released on Halloween, and that's when you actually will be able to download it and hear all about it. But if you want to win, a copy of the uh, of the book to go along with your audiobook please hang around to the end of this episode because I am going to tell you how you can qualify to win a book and guess what I am actually um, giving away one book each day through this pre- um, launching season for the audiobook so please stay tuned because many of you will have the opportunity to get a free autographed copy of the book okay so today Because we're in celebration mode of my best-selling book, I am going to be bringing to you behind the scenes and give you insight on what inspired me to write this bestseller. And it's also a book that is qualified as a self-help fantasy book or a self-help fiction. For those of you guys who love stories and novels, this story is for you. And if you love the topics of relationships and healing and If writing a book yourself is important to you, then I would say stay tuned because you're going to get a lot of information of what inspired me, what went behind the scenes to get this book done, um, and what motivated me, and ultimately, how did this become a bestseller? Okay, so for those of you who are following me on my podcast, so today I'm going to be doing a little bit of a different format. Today is going to be more of a QA. I have compiled a series of questions that people have been asking me and that um, they want to know about this book and also clarify any kind of confusion because again, I'm a psychotherapist, I specialize in love, I'm also an expert in narcissistic abuse. You know so what is this book really about? How did you come around, uh, come around to writing this? So all this information is going to be passed on to you today. So you're going to have a lot more intelligence around my book and the topic that I'm writing about. Okay. So the first question that I, I'm, I was asked is what inspired you to write the book? And did you know what you were going to be writing about when you started? And that is such an awesome question. It really, really is. So, no, I did not know what I was going to be writing about when I first started this journey. So this is good for all of you guys who know deep down inside, you've got a book inside of you. You just don't know what the heck it's going to be about. Maybe you have some direction because I actually had some direction. I, this was back in 2015, so basically five years ago, I decided I was ready to write my book. I've known for pretty much a long time, for most of my adult years, that I would be writing a book one day. Because I'm an expert in relationships, I had assumed that my book would be a how-to on marriage, on communication skills, on intimacy skills, how to keep the passion alive, you know, like your basic marital and relationship couples um, book. So when I first went into the class, excuse me, Okay, so that's what I knew, that I wanted to write that. But then there's a, there was another part of me that also wanted to write maybe a memoir, maybe a fantasy, maybe a fiction. So more of a, a, a novel. So I had two competing formats coming at me onto what I wanted to do. But at that time, you know, there weren't too many self-help fantasy books or self-help fictions out there, because I have a hybrid, so they're kind of unique. So of course, that's me. I like uniqueness. I cannot do the same things that everybody else has done. So bottom line is, how I went about to writing my book was once I decided that I wanted to accomplish this. This became my one of my 2015 intentions, and I am a fan of writing your intentions down early in January. So this was one of my intentions in 2015, that I would finally write my book. So what I did after I wrote my intentions for 2015 was I signed up for a writing class through my community classes. And here, as you guys know, I live in South Florida and I ended up joining a community class in Boca Raton. And the class was amazing for me. It was a book, excuse me, a class on how to write a book in eight weeks. obviously you don't write a book in eight weeks but in eight weeks you get fundamentals and you get to write every week and you have to read out loud every week so it gets you into the practice of putting stuff out into the universe have it written having other people here and giving you good solid feedback on improving your your writing skills so that's kind of like what got me started. I always knew I wanted to write a book. I didn't know what I was going to write about. I had a couple of competing themes. When I went into the classroom, I let the instructor know that I had these couples of ideas in my head and she's the best advice she gave me was don't choose the genre just yet. Just start writing. Don't worry about all those details. The book basically is going to uh, unfold and you will eventually know what it's going to what it's going going to be about and how it's going to look, uh, how it's going to like pan out. Okay, so that's what I did. I just went to class every week because I need structure and I know that I'm very disciplined. So once I have structure, I'm going to follow through until the end. That's exactly what I did. And then it took me four years to write the book. So what I did every January, I would look for a new class and I would sign up for a new writing course. So this way, every January, I would come back and staying on target onto my writing and improving my writing skills as a to writing a novel because as some of you guys know i have plenty of articles that have been written that i've written and they have been syndicated and they're out there like with eat harmony pop sugar your tango.com psych central there's a many places where my my articles have been picked up but i had never written a novel and that's very different than writing articles so i needed to stay focused that's how I did that. All right, second question um, is, why the format with a novel, then the helpful resources at the back? Okay, and that kind of, I think, comes into play with the, how I answered number one. Because in my heart, I wanted to write a story. And I also wanted to write a how-to. Basically, I married them. That's what I do. I'm a marriage expert. So why not marry my book between the self-help world and the fiction and the novel world? And that's exactly what I've done. So I felt like the story would touch the heart. The story would touch your soul. And the self-help guide in the back will help your mind to keep things organized and really understand the process of going from survival into thriving because that's really my my goal with this book. Okay? So I hope hopefully that answers you. The third question is how did you come up with the characters? And is Elena you? Now, this is a question everybody wants to know. I'm going to just have a little bit of sip of water. So give me a moment. All right. So let's start with Elena. All right. So Elena, I would say, is my avatar. Elena is like the alter ego Elena is that other part of us um, that we still need to kind of reclaim fully and integrate into who we truly are. So yes, Elena has many parts of who I am as a person, um, as I, uh, uh, many parts of, of who I am um, as a child, as um, maybe as being more naive, maybe being more idealistic, uh, maybe being um, just someone who truly 100% believes in love, but I do too in real life, obviously, what I do for a living, help people stay in love and happy together. So Elena kind of has all those vulnerable parts of who I am. And Elena also Carries many of the shadow self things that I had not yet embraced, things that I had not truly um, wrestled with and accepted about myself. So, yes, so Elena represents my avatar. So, how did I come up with the rest of the characters? That was Elena, she's our main character. So, obviously, I based this story. upon a relationship that i had upon um arriving to south florida it was a toxic relationship it was a relationship with a sociopathic narcissistic man which i did not know obviously until in the aftermath which is usually what happens with the victims of abuse we don't really know that we had been involved with a fake fraudulent um, narcissistic person until the aftermath, until we start putting together the pieces of the puzzle that our lives have turned into. Because basically, post relationship, um, post, you know, the trauma, our life becomes very shattered and into pieces. So I took the characters from from different people that were, were in my lives at that time. Um, I took parts and pieces of truths and then I created from my reality a fictional world I created and that's even if you ask most fiction writers and that's the way they operate basically we take parts and pieces of our realities and then we just create a fantasy around it and that's kind of like how I came about it with the opening scene, which I happen to love, the opening scene is a Halloween party and that really kind of um, was inspired by my Halloween party back in 2014, right before I wrote, started writing the book. Um, so many of those things came to life for me as I wrote the book in reference to that Halloween party. So I described the characters um, as I saw them at that party. And the characters, obviously it's a Halloween party, they are in costume. And I thought it was very symbolic that narcissists wear masks and that they aren't authentic. So I thought that opening the book with a Halloween party was on point to my theme of living or being under the influence. Um, of trauma and living and being under the influence of narcissistic abuse which means someone else other than you is in charge of your life because your brain has been manipulated and controlled and now you're basically a pawn that someone else is controlling and you have no idea this is going on obviously until once again the aftermath. So anyway so the Halloween party um, once again was taken from a real Halloween party um, and this was Elena's last fight or last rural interaction with Sesad who's the antagonist in this story and so that I bring alive in your opening scene and then from there we enter obviously into her healing journey so we start the book with her last interaction with Sesad her ex-boyfriend um so yes let's move on to the next question What is the book really about? And what is confronting the truth about? This book is about survival. If you have not figured this out, Josiah, it's about survival. It's about the courage to be vulnerable. And it is about the recognition of what is betrayal and the types of betrayal that Elena has had to confront in her life not only about the betrayal, but its consequences. And I want to highlight this because we as good people, because most of us really are good people deep down inside. We love people. We want to help one another. We feel so good when we're collaborating and contributing to other people's lives. You know, this is what makes us human. So when we are this kind of individual, which is the non-narcissistic or non-personality disordered individual, which we are the majority, praise God, um you know we tend to sweep under the rug all these types of betrayals that people kind of like do unto us and we don't want to rock the boat and we want to like choose our fights so here this book really is about the trauma of betrayal betrayal comes to us in so many different ways lies deceptions secrets all those fall under betrayal okay And who can betray us the hardest and the most? Obviously, those that we are closest to, our family members, our loved ones, our romantic partners, our spouses, our children, um, business partners. But then for the business world and the acquaintances, we tend to have a lot of Conditions And we will enter into contracts, written contracts that, you know, that are legally binding in order to protect ourselves so that if the betrayal happens, we have like a fail safe that will protect us. But that doesn't necessarily happen in romantic relationships. This is why they're so scarring when the betrayals happen within the family, within the marriage, within a romantic uh, relationship. Um, so part of my book that I've written to, you know, to you and for the world is to help us address what happens when the darkest, most heinous type of betrayal can possibly happen and how do we evolve from there and how do we come back, survive, recover and thrive after witnessing and experiencing so much darkness okay so the book visits the darkness but it does not stay in darkness it comes into the light it comes into a place of empowerment and that is a journey that elena takes okay and so next question how was creating this book a tool for you to go from victim to survivor okay so this book was awesome for me because I got to explore my own victimhood. I got to express my pains, my sorrows. I got to investigate. I got to read, research, write, grief, uh, cry. There were nights, because I wrote these usually in the evenings at night after work until like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, sometimes two o'clock in the morning, Um, I would just be typing and writing. So... I got to re- to enter into my pain. I got to enter into Elena's pain. There were times that I would just be typing and crying, all oh, my soul would be pouring out into this. And sometimes the cry- crying wasn't just the pain, the crying was also the dream, um, the longing, the fantasy um, that of my hopes and dreams that I had wanted for this relationship and for my life that were not coming into fruition in that relationship. So there are many reasons why we cry. There are many reasons why we feel sorrow. And all of those reasons uh, were able to be expressed fully in my book, um, at least for me as I wrote as the author. Um, Okay, next question. Is Elena's transition from victim to survivor, in Elena's transition from victim to survivor, what is different about her okay so in her journey to empowerment in her journey to healing what is different about Elena in the last chapter versus the first chapter I would say is called awareness Elena awareness has written not only about self-awareness but also awareness about the reality of the world she lives in the reality of narcissists and sociopaths um, Elena also, Elena's boundaries also um, in her standards, she's always had strong standards, and her boundaries now around those standards became stronger. Elena also was able to recognize red flags and name them as red flags. She can call the kettle black now and not feel ashamed, scared, or insecure about calling the kettle black and recognizing those red flags. And by doing so, now Elena was able to protect herself from further harassments and assaults from anyone else. That's the beauty. Once her awareness and her boundaries are up and she's recognizing the red flags, she can very respectfully, mindfully, even kindly keep herself protected. So she doesn't have to become a jerk to be protecting herself and be in somebody's face. Nope. She can be very gracious. And loving and kind and still protect her boundaries and still protect herself. She also, I would say, can recognize when her trust is being betrayed. Again, these are signs of the red flags of Is this person disrespecting me? If they are, then this is a minor betrayal. And if you allow this to continue, this could end up into a, you know, a real tragic betrayal. So recognizing the disrespects, the the boundary crossings, the red flags, all this has helped Elena now to become this solid, strong individual with compassion and greater love for humanity and for herself. Next question, Why did you use the dance motif as transition into recovery? Another great question. I love these questions by the way. Um, and if you love this uh, question and answer uh, way that I'm doing this podcast, please then submit your questions to me. Post them right there on social media, on YouTube. You can send me an email wherever you know you've got you are connected to me feel free to send me your questions about the book, about things that are happening that relate to the book or that you need some more clarity. I'd love to answer those for you. So why did I use the dance motif as transition into recovering? As a mental health expert, um, I can tell you that for anyone who is dealing with any kind of mental health issue, whether that's trauma, depression, anxiety, life transitions, where you're overwhelmed with chronic stress, and 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 just you know can't sleep at night, or you're turning to overeating, um, or or alcohol and drugs, whatever the situation might be. The one of the main things that you must bring in into your recovery is the body the body and the mind connection. So we must work with the body first. We gotta bring the body online. The body has to start creating new behaviors, new habits that are life-affirming and life-giving. And dance is universal. And dance brings joy. Dance brings community together. Dance brings family together. Dance brings your soul and your body together. So to me, the art of the Argentine tango and dance were just synonymous with love because as we know, Argentine tango is synonymous with love and passion and romance. So why not marry the Argentine tango and learning this dance? with the transition into recovery for Elena and for Elena it was an amazing journey and for Gianni the author it was also an amazing journey when I was traumatized at the end of my relationship with my narcissist instinctively my body became addicted not no longer basically being able to go back to my addiction to my abuser, which is the narcissist. My body instinctively, thank God, became addicted to the Argentine tango because I had been dancing ballroom for a couple of years at that point. And so the Argentine tango just pulled me in and I became basically obsessed with it. And I went from dancing a couple times a week, the ballroom stuff, in the Latin thing, like sa- salsa and merengue, to dancing six to seven nights a week, taking classes, um, performing, because I, I immediately decided I needed to perform. I loved the Argentine tango so much. So that's how I ended up, you know, turning this book and using the Argentine tango as the instrument of healing for Elena. Okay. Okay. Another question. What led you to decide to make an audiobook? And how is this an example of you entering into thriving mode, Gianni? Ooh, I love it. All right. So, so as we know, I wrote this book. Some of you guys know that. With the intentions that my book would ultimately be turned into a series or a movie. So I wrote the book with beautiful scenes, mostly in the um, here in South Florida at the ocean. Elena is taking her tango lessons at the beach. So the transition into making the audiobook was an easy one for me, and I wasn't ready at the time I released the book. I was tired and exhausted. It was four years of researching, healing, editing you know, focus groups, uh, interviewing people. I needed a rest. I needed a rest and I needed a break. So I took two years. The book was released in uh, um, Halloween 2018, and now we're at Halloween 2020. So now it was time to get the, the audio book done. So over the summer, I made the decision. I was ready for the next step. Uh, the first thing I did was I hired a, um, a voiceover actress from California, Rebecca Ramirez is her name, and she's done an amazing, an amazing job of narrating from Love Trauma to Fearless Love. I am so proud of the work she's done. I had auditions and I, you know, basically heard many auditions. I did that through ACX, which is the, the, um, through, it's through Amazon, um, So they have their division for audiobooks, and that's who I worked with or the company I worked with. So I selected Rebecca from many uh, people who submitted, many actresses who submitted for this. In my heart, I had wanted a Latina actress because I am Latina. The, The narcissist in my book is of Latin descent as well. And so there are a lot of, and Argentine tango is from, is a Latin dance. So therefore, I needed an actress who came with the roots of her Latin roots and could pronounce the words that were in Spanish uh, properly and understand the culture behind it. And so um, Rebecca has absolutely done that for my book. I'm really proud of her. She's a young 20-something millennial. She's beautiful. She's amazing. She's got a huge career ahead of her. And I know that this audiobook is probably going to be really um successful, so I think it's going to help continue to bring her career forward. Okay. So for me and how that's an example of entering into thriving mode. I think for me now it's time to monetize my book it's also time to bring my book to the masses to the media I believe that this audiobook is a wonderful production that brings the book alive and it's gonna be easy now for a production company to visualize my book you know as a series or as a movie so this is me now moving into Thriving mode with my experience as a survivor, survivor of abuse, and as a therapist and as a writer, we're taking now all of this to the next level. Okay, so oh, and then more about the book. The book is infused with uh, music, so and nature sounds, so it does come alive. Um, it's just an amazing production. You're going to hear the ocean uh, when Elena's taking her tango lessons. You're going to hear instrumental tango music. You're going to hear violins. You're going to enter into the milongas or the dance parties, the Halloween party, the masquerade parties, and you're going to hear the orchestra playing. So you're going to be brought into the scene completely, but yet with your imagination to use your own colors and your own vision in this world. Okay. What is the best advice you can give to someone who wants to write a book? Follow your heart. That is my best advice to you who knows that you have a book inside of you, especially if you know that you have a bestseller in you. And that's what I've known in my heart. I've always known I've had a bestseller. Now we're going to just bring it to the masses. Um, Just follow your heart. I know it's a simple answer, but that's really the most clear answer I can give you. But feel free to put remarks um, and questions on social media, uh, on YouTube, wherever you're hearing this podcast. Um, Please join my podcast group on Facebook, and that's called Passion Unlimited Podcast, because you can post questions there, and we can interact there. What does thrive mean to a survivor? What does thrive mean to you? I think I answered that when I answered about my audiobook and the fact that that's an example of me thriving. But the word I would use as a survivor moving from survivor to thriving is transcendence. Resilience. These are words that um that I would say go hand in hand with with, with thriving. It means that the situation The horror, the the worst thing that could have happened to you has happened. You have faced it, you have embraced it, you have dissected it to the level that you need to dissect it, and you are in full acceptance and at peace with all of it and who you are and why you've become because of it. Because all of this comes into our lives for a reason, nothing comes into our lives by osmosis there's a purpose for everything that comes into our lives including the darkness that we face everything has a place in our lives and informing our character and and propelling us into our future into our dreams into our goals okay so everything has purpose every single thing and you're once again as a uh, the position of thriving you're no longer scared of that you're no longer ashamed of it you are in full Um, understanding and acceptance of everything and you're so good with who you are because of it so how can I get a copy of from love trauma to fearless love and how can I win an autographed copy of your book Gianni all right so okay you can win one of these autographed copies every single day I'm giving one away okay The first thing is you need to be following me on social media. So if you are there, congrats, fantastic. Then what I need you to do is, um, if you are on social media with me, there are posts being posted every day in reference to this book launch, the audiobook launch. And every single day for the next month, I'm going to be posting every day. So within um, the next, let's say, couple of weeks, as you um, see my posts, please share them. And if you're not on social media with me, then you can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn under Gianni Adamo. And you can find me on Fearless Love, excuse me, on Facebook under Fearless Love. That's my business page. Or better yet, the podcast page, which is Passion Unlimited Podcast. Uh, on the Facebook group. And that one's really great because you could really do a lot of interaction with me there. I really will love to see you there at the uh, group in Facebook, which is under Passion Unlimited Podcast. So anyways, the first thing is please share one of my posts. The second thing you'll need to do is actually order or pre-order the audio uh, book that's coming out on Halloween. And then just Send me a private message with a copy of like the receipt that you've ordered the audiobook. And then I will be drawing each day from the entries each day a winner. And that person, I will get your, um, you know, notify you and get your mailing address and send you an autographed copy of the book. This is only for the U.S. Uh, residents here in the U.S. continent, because I'm actually, you know, writing these out, mailing them to you. So I'm not mailing anything internationally. It'll cost. It'll be cheaper if you just buy your own copy, and and then maybe figure out how to mail it to me so I can um, copy, it, sign it for you. But anyways, so it's gonna be just for the U.S. residents. I'm a, I'm only mailing these to the U.S. you know, residents in the United States. Okay. So that's how you can get a free copy. I'm giving away a free book each day until the supplies last, okay? Um, so what else do you need to know? I think that's all we need to know for today. Welcome um, for, to season four Again, season 4 is focused on from love trauma to fearless love, go from surviving, recovering to thriving and life love and relationships. Please order, you can pre-order your um, audiobook now on Amazon. You can go under Fearless From Love Trauma to Fearless Love or you look or you can look for my name Gianni Adamo and that's spelled J I A N N Y Adamo A D A M O. I want to wish you a happy Halloween. If you get the book, you're going to be pulled right into a Halloween party. Please um, post your remarks, um, your, re- you know, and and of course, if you read it, if you listen to the book, or if you read it, please leave me your reviews on Amazon. It's so important because that's the only way Amazon and Audible and iTunes, eventually, will be on iTunes. We'll know that this is a good book, and then they will continue to promote it to other people to know that the book is out there and the audiobook is out there. So it's important that if you do order it in time, if you can leave me a review, I would so appreciate it. And so will all the future listeners of that audiobook and reader of my book. All right. I love you guys. I'll be with you next week. And every week, uh, again, we will be focusing on surviving, recovering, and thriving. All right. Love you guys.